0: It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron Ma S. Mako Chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 597. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. Um, DJ Ronma S.
1: I'm Mari Rockefeller,
0: and I am Maka-chan. and Barry Gami is still wrapping up her stream, so she will be joining us momentarily. Until then, let's get the show on the road. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Man, I'm
1: friggin' tired.
0: I, I I believe it. I certainly believe it. It's been one of those days.
2: It's been one of those weeks, and it's only Tuesday.
0: <laughs> and for some, it's been one of those months, and it and it's already here. I'm not trying to jinx it, but it just seems like it's not the typical summer. And I say that because as soon as I come home from work, it's from like from 7:15 p.m. to like 7:15 a.m. I'm running the air conditioner all day, all night. They come home. As soon as it hits 7.15, I turn on the air conditioner. About two, maybe three hours later, It off. And then, because it feels like it's not getting cool in here, so you open the side panels, stick, go to the other window and check around. There is a nice breeze coming through, so there is no need, so you know eh, at least on the plus side, it'll save a couple bucks on the um electricity
2: mm. right. the a c in my room has not turned off for almost a month
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, I think that that is that is the only a c that runs twenty four seven and I only run it 24 seven because of the cats.
0: I believe that. Um, I, 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 I do not, I do not want to see your electricity bill. I probably have a stroke.
2: Um, the, the summer actually isn't that bad okay. because like I keep the AC on low. Hmm. Um, it's not, it's only on high when it's really humid out. Hmm. Um, ac is on low and it's set at like 74 gotcha so because i don't have central ac it's legit just my room gotcha doesn't have to run as long it doesn't have to run as powerful
1: the problem i have with my uh with my ac is that you know it's it's in the far end of the uh living room and know it just blows straight out and i have no way of really efficiently getting it into uh my room aside from i don't know like hanging up a uh a bed sheet or something to uh block off the main hallway because i'm almost never in that part of the apartment
2: well i have a bed sheet hanging in mine too so in the hall right before my bathroom
1: how does that how does that help
2: it actually helps a lot. Um, the sh- it doesn't even like I just I got um a black uh, blackout curtain, mm. so it's a thick material. Uh uh-huh. Just got one of the the spring rods, and that's what's holding that curtain up. It doesn't even go floor to ceiling, but it stops enough of it so that the AC in my room doesn't really escape past that.
1: Uh huh.
2: I can keep my bathroom cool too. Because there's nothing worse than you know going to the bathroom and everything is sticking to you.
1: Yeah, I understand what you mean, but that's definitely something to uh, think about.
2: See, yeah, it definitely helps. See, you know, I.
1: I Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, go get my phone and get my authenticator so I could you know fix my password that. That Twitch decided to forget, so I gotta log in and get on the uh the Twitch chat.
0: No, I I totally get that. Don't even, don't even worry about that. Um, here's here's my my thing. It's like I I I used to not have the curtain up. I would just let the AC run, whatever. So eventually, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm probably workhorsing this. Um. AC for no apparent reason. So what I did was right after um I you know I got my new air conditioner. Um I decided to put a curtain, up, but I didn't have a curtain. I'm like, you know what? I will do what I used to do. I used to live with my ex and her family. I'll put a a, a bed sheet up. And I put two up. They were kind of cheap. The downside is they got dirty pretty quickly it got to the point where I would just leave them up all year. Fuck it. So that's what I did. Eventually, I was thinking
1: of putting up a beaded curtain in uh, my apartment, mostly because I like the aesthetic of them, but I'm wondering if that will help, you know, keep in the AC flow.
2: Not no. really. Uh, um, it's because it's not a, it's not like a full flat wall. Right, of...
1: It's sol- it's not solid.
0: So, what I ended up doing was, I ended up replacing, and I got, like, these heavy-duty sheet uh, curtains. I don't think they're blackout, but they're a little bit thinner because I can still see some light coming through. Now, for the winter, I have blackout curtains for the window. So, I put that up. I'm like, well, I kind of realized, even without the curtains, my place still feels the same. But at least with the curtains, it probably won't be pushing as hard. And I'll save a couple of bucks. And I've been seeing, like, the whole meme around, like, if your AC is below 68 degrees, do not invite me to your morgue, you know? Whereas (laughs) there's one that says, if it's 74, do not invite me to your terrarium. And I had commented on a friend's Facebook post that, you know, I don't have much of a choice in the matter, quote-unquote, because this place... I mean, look... As you all know, for, for all of you who've been part of this for quite a long time, my computer is basically in front of the screen. I mean, the, the window, where I work for the most part. So I have to turn the AC off, or else you're going to hear it. When we're just hanging out, not streaming, I can keep it on because I'm not recording anything. But the way... And the only reason why you can hear it, because it's not properly sealed in the window, because I have a a really long... Because there's security bars in front of my window, so it won't fit properly. Which is why I backed um, this new type of air conditioner where everything fits in one spot. So I have that set up, but the way it is, it's kind of on an angle. So the air will kind of shoot up and then down, even though I know cold air sinks. I actually had like a little piece of plastic that was angled to kind of help push the cold air down, but it doesn't really do any good. So, when I realized the only way I would feel an actual difference in cold air in here if I cranked it from 68 all the way up to like 70 something, like 78 or something, like whatever as high as it can go. And there's not much of a difference, so I keep it at 68. It's just... It ain't cold, it's just cool. When you're at the computer, it's a little bit colder because obviously the AC, but when you're anywhere else in this little apartment, it's nice. And then when I stick my, when I go through the curtains here, yeah, it's a little, you can definitely tell the difference, but uh something. And I decided to keep the curtains up when I had the heater because yeah, Definitely, it's definitely, you know, so. Anywho, I think we're done talking about HVAC and heat and cold air and science and all that good stuff. Let's let's get the show going until, until um Barry shows up here. So, we are live tonight, week of July 18th, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10, 30 Eastern. You can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they kick things off on Twitch TV slash vognetwork Sunday nights at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And come hang out in our Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so come through, hang out, pool's open, come have a good time with us. All right, so now we got all that out the way. We're gonna kick things off with, "How was your week? How was your day, Ari?" And welcome back. Can't hear you, buddy.
1: Did you miss me?
0: Yes, yes, we did, buddy.
1: None, none of you said with every bullet so far. So thanks. I, I, <laughs> I, I
0: was thinking that, but I'm like, you know. We need to be a we need to be a little bit more positive and less, crapping on ourselves, quote unquote.
1: At least one of you, I know at least one of you was thinking it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah, like I I knew we weren't going to have like be here on uh, Independence Day because you'd give us off. But uh, other than that, Mm -hmm. like the show before and after that, like the previous and preceding week shows i both had afternoon shifts at work and uh which wasn't too bad but this past week i just got off of overnight shifts over the weekend
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so like thursday friday saturday sunday that was a lot of fun well technically tuesday monday saturday sunday and saturday but but the the point is that Mm -hmm. uh yeah it wasn't fun working overnight, so you can see the state my the dishevelment my uh, new bed is in that's because I don't really sleep well during the uh mornings hmm. but yep you know, but yeah most stuff has been just related to work and what have you. I did get back into playing fallout four on my uh p s four
0: yeah I noticed that you know I actually borrowed that from a friend a few years back. And I couldn't get into it. I just think it was just, I think it's just too slow. I mean, yeah, I did ha- I did have New Vegas. I might have given it to someone just to figure out the fallout. I was like, I couldn't, it's just not my thing. I just think yeah, it's just a little bit too slow. Yeah, and New
1: Vegas are also available on PS Plus.
0: Mm. Well, and
1: uh, I still remember, like, wait, let me look up the quote real quick.
0: Now, let's, now you do that. Let's go to our chat room here at our Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Bonds Six says, "I am freezing at work. I have a space heater right now, a space heater in use. I have a puffer jacket on, shirt and jacket." Bonds must be working at must be working at Fresh Direct because because those fr- those fridges are on tw- all the dang time, and it's just you know. But I can kind of relate. when I used to live up in the Bronx during the winter time. The heat come up. The heat would come up so hard and so high that I would have to have the windows open just so I wouldn't suffocate. And there were times where even having the windows open didn't help.
1: Basically, there was a, uh, I was thinking back to like an E three from a few years ago, and uh, this one creator said like from the makers of Fallout New Vegas and the original creators of Fallout. And, like, the, the discourse around it was, oh, my God, I can't believe these people just murdered Bethesda live on stage.
0: <laughs> like,
1: we're not Bethesda. We made the good ones. But, uh, yeah, eventually I'll, you know, take a stab at, you know, New Vegas and Fallout 3, but I've been actually having a lot of fun with 4. I mean, a, I essentially restarted it, but, uh, if they're not playing it for who knows how long, but needless to say, it's it's not the kind of world I would want to live in for obvious reasons.
0: I mean, well, yeah, but, I, but you got to feel bad for people to live on Staten Island, though. Just saying.
1: Actually, the most realistic, <laughs> even in a post-apocalyptic world, the most unrealistic thing about Fallout 4 is the fact that there isn't a, uh, there isn't, you know, a, Greater prominence of a uh, Bostonian accents in the area. <laughs> also, the Fallout universe is one where the curse of the Bambina was never broken, and the and the because I was like actually like looking around, I like you know read some of the in game lore. The day the bombs fell in universe was Game Four of the World Series, and Boston was up in the World Series going in three games to zero. Hmm. And then nuclear Armageddon happened. So the last time they won a World Series in Universe was sometime in the nineteen tens.
0: Alright. Now that we got that out the way. <laughs> Mako how yeah,
1: other that's mostly just, you know playing Fallout and working and trying to find trying to decide which one is the bigger uh, radioactive hellscape.
0: <laughs> Fair enough mako how was your week how was your day
2: um not bad uh so this uh past thursday i went to the county fair yeah because fair food and fat kids work well together
0: you just wanted your deep fried butter dipped in cinnamon oh god you
2: did not have deep fried butter which i'm very thankful for um actually what i wanted i wanted cotton candy and i wanted lemonade ah. so my very first stop when we got in there was to get lemonade and then um i got dinner which was uh, mac and cheese pulled pork mac and cheese um, with homemade pulled pork. And then I opted out of getting ice cream. And instead, they did not have giant chicken legs. They did have turkey legs, though.
0: i never heard of eating turkey
1: legs. You know those giant-ass mutton chops that uh, are usually staples of uh, medieval Yeah, I uh, know.
0: I know, but I'm just saying, for as long as I used to go to county fairs, I've never seen those there. So I guess it's a... Depends, you know,
2: it, it depends on the type of vendors that are there. Um, but yes, yeah, so one vendor had a bunch of you know kebabs and the big turkey leg and things like that. There was uh one vendor <laughs> that the name of the food truck was My Sister's Balls. Hey-o! and uh, obviously it was a What? Meal. Yeah. So obviously it was a meatball truck. <laughs> sure it was. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, there was meat on those balls all right.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can imagine with a name like my sister's balls just the names of the food that they had. It was it was really really funny. Uh but yeah, so I mean, after that we walked around a bit um and because the county fairs are usually 4H fairs, We saw the horses. We saw the goats. We saw the bunnies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just... uh, We actually sat and listened to the band that was live. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So that was nice to just sit and listen to them. And it was really funny because right next to where the band was playing was where the pig races were set up. So the guitarist got off of the stage Mm -hmm. while playing and went to go watch the pig races while playing. (laughs) And he's just standing over there. You know, the rest of them are on the stage. You know, the singer just like, nobody's paying attention to him. They don't care that he just completely walked off the stage to go (laughs) see the fucking pig races <laughs> but i don't know what's worse the fact that he did that or the fact that he just continued to play well
1: if nothing <laughs> else these people are professionals i mean
2: so i mean that that was freaking hilarious uh, but on on the way back um i got myself another thing of like i got myself a big lemonade mm-hmm. but i that's when i got my cotton candy to take home and somebody had um uh like muffins and banana nut bread and Mm -hmm. you know things like that so i stopped there and got more fat kid food and uh yeah so while bills was there did you bring your mug of course not. I didn't think that they would be there. See, that that's, that, that's you what... You couldn't predicted oh, that,
0: right? No, 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 hold up, hold up, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wild Bills is predictable as it is unpredictable, okay? There, huh. there have been times I'm like, I have gone to events, I'm just like, Wild Bills, the fuck? Ari, don't forget that one time we went to AAC when it was in New Hampshire and Wild Bills was there. And yeah, remember, that was a
1: definite double take, that yeah,
0: one. And you know, I was kicking myself all weekend because I didn't think to bring my mug, but at the same time. Was you, you there...
1: couldn't have said, like, eh, but you could have gone, like, I eh, better bring my giant ass and... soda mug. Just exactly. Exactly.
0: And then there have been times where I'm like, you know what? Let me bring my mug, and those bastards aren't there. But
2: well, I, mean, I will. Was... Like this county fair isn't very large, so I did not expect wild bills to be there. But so, and I didn't stop because one, I didn't have my mug, and two, I like the soda is like real sugar soda, and if I drink a cup of that it starts to really, you know, it, because it's so sweet, it really starts to affect me.
1: Ray, diabetic shock.
2: Yeah, and I'm not even fucking diabetic. <laughs> that's see, the bad thing. See,
0: that's, but, see, see, that's the thing. I get the, It's like, if I drink a soda, yeah, it's high fructose corn syrup. I drink this soda. Oh, this is real sugar. I can sit there, and you've seen me. I have drank... Four things of wild bills back to back. And it's like I just taste just it tastes like real soda, but I'm not bouncing off the walls, you know?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's Ooh. But I mean, I they had different flavors, and that's mm-hmm. what pissed me off. Is they did not have just the typical flavors that they usually have. Yeah i mean they had their root beer they had their their orange cola but they also had rocket pop rocket pop rocket pop Rocket pop. like the ice the 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 ice pop rocket pop oh like you mean oh you mean, i
1: know what you mean oh like
2: bomb pops yeah oh okay so had that is a flavor On top of that, they had a strawberry cream as a flavor. Ooh.
1: Okay, now I can see why you're upset about not getting it.
2: Right. So here's... Because, I mean, I go to these things, and there are very few of those sodas that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really into orange cream. I'm not really into vanilla cream. I'm not really into, you know, Uh, root beer or anything like that. I'm cola... I'm Black Cherry. Mm. So when they have Black Cherry, I'm very, very happy. Black like your veins and your heart. Yes. But the fact that they had a Rocket Pop and a Strawberry Cream pisses me off because those are both flavors I would want to try.
0: See, I can sit there and drink their root beer all day. The Sarsaparilla almost all day. Everything else, I have to try at least once to kind of cleanse the palate, you know? So mm-hmm. That and generally when I have a big old thing of Wild Bills, I'm usually with somebody, so I'm sharing it anyway. So 10 bucks you, for unlimited you, refills all day.
2: Here's my 10, you know? Yeah, because then you just go back and get more. Exactly. But it's it's different when it's just you drinking it.
0: Uh, and the fact that you you got me thinking of the bomb pop all right all right we're going to go into Ronma's uh childhood for a li- just for a li- minute as a now as a kid there was always two ice cream trucks that would come around my neighborhood first was the good humor truck and you knew it was the good humor truck not from the way it looked but the bell you hear ringing it was like it's just like a typical bell ringing and it'd be the good humor guy and usually in and that would be around like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon. Now, anywhere between 6 and 10 o'clock at night, well, depending on the neighborhood, between 6 and 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> Mr. Softy comes running around, you know, and there was always one ice cream that I could get from either truck, and it was a bomb pop. And that was my all-time favorite ice cream as a kid, yes, I, a bomb pop is more like ice. But whatever. And I realize now, I've been like I keep I stop I don't eat as much ice cream as I used to, so I eat a lot of fruit bars now. And it's like I realize I haven't had a bomb pop in years. So I think the next time I go to Shoprite, I do need to pick up a box of them and enjoy. It, you know.
1: There was also a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a a rocket pop, uh, alcoholic, you know, drink
0: mix. Mm -mm. Oh, one more. Oh, yeah. Also, my second. Oh, yeah. It
1: was a twisted tea. Oh.
0: The, uh,
1: yeah, the rocket pop twisted teas. That's
0: a, that's a
1: first. When I was at my friend's house on, uh, on July 1st for uh, the, uh, for our, uh, you know, barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, for the, I was talking about that. I was like, you you're like, okay, you drink first one. I'm like, wow, it really tastes like a rocket pop. You, know, th- you get to, like, the fourth one. I'm like, I can taste freedom. And you finish a your case. You're like, I'm going to steal a declaration of independence.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 it's like when you go to the bar, you get a Long Island iced tea. And depending on the the bartender, if they mix it just right, it tastes like an iced tea. And then by the time you get to the fourth or one, or if they
1: mix it the wrong way, they, it tastes like Long Island.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes that can't be helped. But it's
1: worse, it tastes like Staten Island. Oof. <laughs>
0: Fuck! If I want to taste a sock, just saying. But. Mm. Ugh. I'm just a, for they mix the line icy just right. By the fourth one in, you do sound like you're from the goddamn Hamptons, okay? I do say. Oh, 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 oh. This icy is electful. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into my weekend day. And one thing I want to say about the whole ice cream thing my number two and number threes were. Uh, strawberry shortcake and toasted almonds and unfortunately I think good humor just one of them here Anywho, so I finally got all of the cosplay photos done and I'm going to get them posted this week The only thing left for me to do now is the three photo shoots that I did and get all the videos up And that should not take me that long to do outside of that. Um I end up getting more figurines in um, thank you from that, from that massive back order from Otaku Mode. I actually went out to do some shopping for a friend because I'm building her PC. I went to go find the video card that I want to put in there and they were sold out, which buys me time because she's going on vacation so she didn't want anything else coming to the house while she was gone because in her complex they hold the package for about I think a week No, they hold it for three days in their office Then they drop it off at the apartment door You know, you got porch pirates Or in this case, front door pirates So well, there's that Um, I did pick up some some of my holiday ornaments One, I picked up Three Actually no, I picked up four did I pick up four? This was for me. Yeah, four. Um, one was Batman for our friend uh Baltimore Lauren, which I'm gonna put in the mail on Friday, I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna do on Friday. I picked up a Samus figurine for a friend of mine. Um, uh, my other friend, Tom Cat, who is an amazing uh B pool and B Arthur um Drag queen. There was the B. Arthur Golden Girls ornament, so I got them one, and I got one for myself. And if you are wondering, Mako, I did order the Oliver and Company one.
2: <laughs> I figured you would.
0: And I also
2: ordered the um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit one, too. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I need to pick up the Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the... Robin Hood
0: I actually got them off of Disney and I ordered them like Saturday and they just showed up today in this big old box mind you the box that they're, each one are in is smaller so mm-hmm. by the way if you're going to order it off of Shop Disney use the Honey plugin. There is a coupon in there to save you like 25% something like that. oh
2: okay
0: nah. yep. and that's been our weekend day and as I am looking at my other update here Perry is still playing Stardew Valley. So if she shows up, she shows up. If not, the show must go on. So we're going to get into some housekeeping notes here. All right? If it'll go through like it's supposed to. Uh, nope. Let me refresh the page. If it'll do that thing that it's supposed to do. And it didn't. It went ahead. So let me go back one. So there we go. For housekeeping notes, uh, don't forget episodes of anime jam session are available on our YouTube page. Uh older episodes that is. Episodes go up Thursday at twelve noon. Um this is perfect for those who don't who don't who, who don't have a sub subscription to the, to our channel or they want to check out some older episodes, so definitely check them out. We really appreciate the love and support on that. And don't forget the second half of our convention tour kicks back up next month uh at ShikariCon August nineteenth to the twentieth at the uh Marriott Marriott Double Tree in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a Saturday Sunday con. So come through, hang out, have a good time. Um we didn't go last year, but from my understanding for people who went, they got it they had a nice turnout. So I'm happy for them. So I think it, I think this year'll be kind of fun. I think I have to reach out to them again about uh media passes and their pa- See what's going on with panels and stuff because I haven't heard anything, so it is what it is. Now we'll get into the part of the show that y'all really enjoy. Uh Geek Round Table. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our life. So what do you have for this week, uh Ari?
1: Uh let's see, where did I put it? Mm-hmm. Uh oh okay, here okay here it is. So I had to make room for my uh Like, for my drink and my uh, water pitcher, so, Um, you know, it's something I've been building over it a little bit. It's, uh, I try to be, you know, nice and friendly with the, and, like, not try and be, you know, friggin', uh, what's the word for it, uh, you know, overly competitive or not like tabletop gaming. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, every everyone's gangster until Rockefeller busts out the attache case full of dice.
0: Oh, that is nice.
1: I've only got two of them in here. like two collections in here so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of everyone, but uh, this is a nice little one here.
0: That is nice.
1: And here is a... Uh... Let like get out. Now, the... It doesn't show up as well on a D20, but, uh, this other set I got, they also make one the, where they put stuff in it. Like this one has a little ladybug in it. Mm, okay. This set is for, yeah, you know, I bust them out when I need an especially, uh, I need a, uh, miracle with the dice.
0: <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of, my friend, Jamie, she actually started going to cons and she's actually makes custom dice. And she starts selling them.
1: And oh, cool. Uh, you have to link me to her. That sounds like pretty. That sound pretty interesting. Yeah, she's
0: on Etsy, Color Spray Creations. I'm gonna tell you this right now.
1: Can you link me to it?
0: Can do. Um, I'll actually throw the link in our uh, chat, actual regular chat here. Um, let me see if I can just Google it without having to type the whole thing in. But I will warn you, her stuff's not cheap.
1: Oh. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine it would be. But then again, for like a individual, individual, uh, independent, you know, artisans, you know, they deserve to get uh, paid very well.
0: Actually, I think she still is on Etsy, but she has her own website, so ColorsprayCreations.com. dot com. So definitely check that out.
1: Oh, and her, I got her stuff's pricey,
0: mm. but damn, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I got two more sets of dice that I forgot. That I haven't gotten around to uh, putting in here yet. This one's gold colored and this one's a nice uh... let me uh, pop one of these open and give you a good Mm -hmm. look at it nice intricate designs on these uh, faces look good don't they
0: yeah that is nice
1: so yeah that's my uh, geek round table thing
2: Hmm.
0: Mako what do you got yep
2: uh so i did a bad thing this weekend
0: when aren't you doing a bad thing
2: yeah um so i was scrolling through amazon um and you know sometimes i do that because there are certain things that you know pre-order and really just need to you know be pre-ordered mm-hmm so I, I, I happened to see this as I was scrolling through, looking at pre-orders for tarot cards. Okay. This is a Persona 5 tarot card set. Of course it is! It is based off of the art from Persona 5. It is both the major and the minor arcana. Um, not only does it come with all of the cards... Uh, the art for them based off of the art for the cards in Persona 5, but it also comes with the calling cards put out by the Phantom Thieves.
0: That is nice.
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, so that, that was a plus. I did not realize that that was part of it as well. So I'm very happy. I, I you really
1: never saw it coming, huh?
2: Heyo! yeah anyway
1: (laughs) no reaction to it i love it
2: yeah so um yeah i i was very excited not only do the calling cards have the art style from when yusuke starts but it also has the original art style Mm. that ryuji did um, and then, as you can see, uh, it also has the lettering on there from the magazines. So it is a legit calling card. Um, so just that itself is cool. But um, the artist that does these, uh, their Etsy no longer has these sets on there. That's not good. No, they have the cards for Persona 2 and 3, hmm. um, but they also did cards for five, uh, for four and five. Um, but those are no longer listed on the Etsy. They are, however, on Amazon and full sets, whereas uh, the artist Etsy only had them broken down into the major and the minor mm. with a couple of the um, uh, other cards mixed in with both of them. So I was very happy to find a full set uh so yeah that's 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 my geeky thing for today
0: that's cool and the thing is i'm surprised atlas didn't put these out as official decks you know to promote the games so maybe they'll do it with tactica who knows
2: um probably not um i I would think that they would have done it more with five since they actually had a character on there, like heavily into using cards. I figured that that would be you know a really good kind of spin off. Uh-huh. But no, there's there's nothing out there for for the cards at all, which is very surprising.
0: It is what it is. So, and
1: I found Color Spray Dice's uh, Twitter page.
0: That's cool. So this makes how many decks you have now, there, uh, Marco?
2: Uh, um, a lot, and I don't even have all of them displayed because some of them are still packed in my garage.
1: Do you uh do you have the Philly Tarot deck?
2: No.
0: Hmm. A Philly Tarot deck.
1: I showed that to you before on here. It was, uh, like, like all the, like the, uh, the hot, the major arcana based off of, uh, you know, Philly institutions and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm not sure if he's, if it's still sold in the, uh, same style it is because number one and number 15 are the Philly fanatic and gritty.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: those are, uh, you know, trademarked images so I don't so I don't really know if uh he still has them like I got mine from uh, Kickstarter and uh, uh like like I showed this like this was a long time ago like uh yeah. like the yeah uh, king of swords was a uh, William Penn No not William Penn I uh, Walt Whitman because they still have a uh, because they got uh you know prints to put on the wall of a uh, sub on the ones I got were prints, number fifth uh Oh, I can't fucking talk tonight. (laughs) Uh, Walt Whitman, uh, number 11, Justice, which was uh, Jason Kelsey doing his uh, speech on the art museum. Mm -hmm. And number 15, Death, was Gritty on a little pedestal with a chained-up penguin and a chained-up devil at his feet. (laughs) You gotta understand why.
2: Yeah, I, from... Just off the top of my head, I have a tarot set by a manga artist that I like. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have my Labyrinth tarot set. I have my Hocus Pocus tarot set. I have Supernatural tarot set. I have this tarot set. I have, um, uh, I have, what else is there? Uh, my golden girls set my horror movie set I have a fan made Sailor Moon set I know I have others but that's just off the top of my head
0: As said in, uh, yeah, and I said in our chat room here at TV slash anime jam session Gina brick one says Etsy is dangerous so much stuff Yeah, Etsy is like a virtual artist's alley, so... (laughs) That's not wrong. No,
2: that's that's pretty much spot on.
0: And Amazon is basically a virtual dealer's room, so...
2: Yeah, that too.
0: Except if you go to Amazon, you'll probably find half the merch $10 cheaper.
2: Or $10 more expensive.
1: Fair. $10? That's kind of a uh, low-ball number, don't you think?
0: It depends. I mean, like honestly, whenever I when I go in the Artist Alley, for I have like my list off of Otaku Mode, so I could do comparison shopping. Like if there's a ten dollar difference between Otaku Mode and the Dealers Hall, I'm probably gonna buy from the Dealers Hall because Otaku Mode is going to be twenty five bucks. Then it's twenty dollars with shipping on top of that, and I redeem points, which will probably knock knock it down for like ten dollars less. But you know, either or. And speaking of, for those who I may I think I have mentioned this previously, but in New York City, in Flushing, Chinatown, Queens, uh, we have a new anime merch store called Teso X. And if the name Teso sounds familiar to you, it should. It's basically an Asian chain of dollar stores, quote unquote. So they opened up and a store that's just Anime merch, when you walk in There is a lot of figurines Gundam kits, there is a refrigerated section for drinks and snacks There are uh, gotcha machines towards the back And there's some cool stuff in there as well So, I went there about A month or so ago And I went in and looked around And I bought a few things and one of the things that I bought was this. I don't know why I didn't take this label off earlier than I expected, but I'll take it off later. Is this Himiko Toga figurine that I bought? Uh, from a Band Presto Chronicle collection at My Hero Academia, and it's pretty cool, and I and I like it. And what's interesting is the entire except for the bottom here about Bandai Spirits and so forth the entire box in English
1: that's interesting Yeah, Yeah.
0: normally if you were to order this from like AmiAmi or Otaku Mode or J-List it'd all be in Japanese and it would not have the Funimation logo but I think um, with Otaku Mode there's a slight difference like If you notice there are some figurines that are coming out, it's like some people will jump on like the June release because that's when it comes out in Japan. And then there's the international release that could be in September. It's basically the same thing except that the box is in English and it could be extra stuff such as on this, the Funimation logo for example. Now, again, I'm no stickler for it being in English or Japanese, as long as it's the same figure. And I only paid like 25 for this, which I think is pretty cool. I think if I had gone through otaku mode, it would have been 25 then an additional 10 to $15 for shipping, which would have been knocked down by 50% by redeeming uh points. And the thing is about what they get you on otaku mode is... You can't redeem all of your points at once. I think you can redeem like up to like ten or ten enough for ten dollars off at a time. So yeah, and Gina Brick says she they're going to go to that store in New York next time they're in New York. If you do ping us, we may come hang out or something like that. Because there's also. There's also another anime store in Manhattan, but they do online, they do online sales only. So anywho, let's see, what is this message I got here? Uh oh, okay, gotcha. The tarot deck. Got gotcha. it. All right. Enough about that. Let's go ahead and get into uh tonight's stories. Uh we have something about Catsakan I wanted to cover. I was kind of hoping to ha- cover this with um but her stream is still going her fans still love her so we'll probably carry on with this next month like the remaining part so let me go back there we go so I call it Capsicon. what happened now if you notice there are a lot there's been a lot of changes with conventions when it comes to guests hotels and badges all this other stuff and people are talking about how the con is acting out of its ass, or how dare the con do this and do that. Like, case in point, we basically had a field day with Anime Next and basically dragged them across hot coals.
1: Now, yeah, that was fun.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, in this case, I've been seeing some discourse with the fandoms regarding some of the... uh changes with Katsu, especially with the badges. Now, there was a little mini FAQ that was posted and they made four points and I'm going to go through these quickly and expeditiously, that way we don't take up too much time and I'll kind of give my thoughts on it. So, they wanted to address the charges regarding the convention first thing that they say is the badge pricing was increased only by $5 this year. We also had a $10 increase last year. We did this to align our pricing with that of other conventions and align our pricing with the cost increases that we are encountering from the convention center, contractors, and rentals that incur in order to make the show run from year to year. Prior to last year, it had been more than five years since the last major price increase. Okay, that's fair. Now, some... I, Sometimes if a con brings in enough people they can get a locked-in price for their whole setups and everything for X amount of years And once that's up you go back to the table. You renew the contract They're like, oh, we see you bringing in this much So we're gonna bring it up to here and get more people to come fine, okay now I understand price increases in regards to running the convention, like renting out the convention center, getting contractors and rentals, and so forth. But the one part I don't understand, but I do, is the fact that they want to align their pricing with other conventions so to compete in the cost. Okay. Alright. I'm just saying, if Anime NYC Badges are $125 for the weekend. Otacon badges are $110 for the weekend. I wouldn't expect Catsicon to be like, you know what? We're going to do 115 for the weekend, get right in the middle. I would have kept it at I'm just saying $100 right off the bat. Undercut everybody. Now, here's the thing. When you run a small business, you gotta compete. You may have friends in that same business. But I'm gonna tell you something. The friends that are running their own Etsy shops and businesses and stuff like that, they're not gonna pay your bills. They may be your friends, but you're running a business. So if you have to undercut them by five dollars to make sure that the lights stay on and do this and do that, then you do it. It's the price of business. I don't I I don't believe in having to increase the price because of that. Now, I understand with some streaming services, it's like that. It's a premium price for a premium service. I get that. And it's like if Netflix increases their prices again, and if they're not bleeding uh, subscriptions, they're still bringing in people who are subscribing to the service, Peacock, Paramount+, Plus, Hulu, max they will jump on that bandwagon and bring their prices up meanwhile uh, paychecks are getting thinner but that's a story for mm-hmm. another another time I just got an email notification from Peacock that the prices are going up I'm going from $5 to $6 a month if I want ad free it'd be going from $10 to $12 a month nah I'm good I'm already paying 15 for Hulu I'm good I'm good I'm just saying that could have been phrased a little bit better Now, second thing, the early bird time frame for badge registration was missed this year due to logistics that delayed getting the badge registration online, which includes updates to the COVID policy for the upcoming year and mailing badge process. Well, that's something they could have put out there saying there's an issue with the early bird, so we may not have it, or have a failsafe or a backup system or something like that. That That's something they could have done. Number three, yes, we are all yes, we are having you as the attendee to incur the cost of shipping badges. We felt it unfair to increase the overall cost of the badge by another fifteen to twenty bucks when shipping to each location will have a different cost. We would rather you only get charged for the cost specific to you rather than you pay extra because we wanted to uniform the cost of the company. But to me, that sounds like a lot of bull.
1: Just a little bit.
0: But I will tell you this: there are people who are like, I didn't ask for this. I live nearby. I don't need them to do this. Why is this so expensive to do? You have to understand. If the comp- if there are contracting out ticket sales to a website that can mail badges, that's what they're doing. And there is a fee to mail those badges because you have People or a machine that's printing out labels and stuffing it all and sending it out with tracking numbers and all of that That's what you're paying extra for Now I understand if you live in the area you just want to go pick up your badge I think that's more than fair, but they just want to take care of this for everybody because honestly. Yes I live an hour away from the con. Let me go to the pre-reg line and pick up my badge Or, I can just stroll right into the convention, already have my badge, let's get busy. Even though you live there, this is a benefit for everybody. Every freaking body. And they follow it up with, we do understand that being forced for the badge shipment is an inconvenience, but this will allow for you to immediately enjoy the convention upon arrival and not have to wait through a line waiting for your pre-registration for hours. We will still be selling pre-registration online after January 4th, 2024, but it will be the full cost of the badge and at the discounted price. These will still be able to be picked up at the door. Okay, so what some conventions are doing now is they're not even doing on-site registration like pen and paper. There's a sign that says, on dot whatever slash registration, you do that. You get on the lot, you fill it out, you get your barcode. They come up, they scan the barcode, they give you your badge, and you go out your way. There was a time when pre reg lines were faster than registration lines because up until those morning,
1: were the days, weren't they?
0: Yeah, at those times, they would mail your, remember. In the 90s and the 2000s, when you pre-reg for a convention, they mailed your badge. They mailed your badge. It was um, first class mail, no tracking, no nothing, but they still did it. Now it's like, it's just faster just to show up and register for the the con and get your badge as opposed to doing a pre-reg pickup. Part of me feels that the same people that did PR for Anime Next that caused the fiasco with the Atlantic City Convention Center, same people that do PR for Otakon, that did the whole rigmarole about COVID-19 last year, probably the same people that are doing PR for Katsu. I might be wrong, but that's what it sounds like to me. And on a side note, the fact that people think that Anime Next is going to be able to go back to Atlantic City because some people have left. I don't know. I don't about see that, that happening. I, I really don't. If, the, if they're able to do it, good for them. I'm proud of them. They were able to do it. Because honestly, that's where the con needs to be. Not in two separate cities in Central Jersey. Okay, so enough about that. We're going to get into the thicket of things. Mako's going to give us a breakdown of of what's going on with these strikes as quickly and summarizably as possible. And as Gina Brick1 asks if we're going to Capsicon next year, unfortunately Anime Jam Session will not be at Capsicon. Our first con of the year is always Zenkai Con in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You should come check out that con. I think you'll have just as much fun. Oh, try- yeah! I'm, try- I'm trying to convince people come, come out here, but they're like, yeah, but it's in Lancaster County. Yeah, but there are food places a block away.
1: Yeah, it's great there. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. All, right. All right. We've talked about how much we love it constantly, haven't yep. we?
0: Yeah, enough about that. Mako, please give us a, a quick, brief rundown of what's going on with a strike.
2: Yeah, so um, the writers had been on strike, and now the actors are on strike um, basically the main reason why actors uh, from the uh, SAG-AFTRA are on strike uh, a big part of that is actually AI
1: oh that's this yeah. is where shit gets bad
2: um, unfortunately there have already been companies that said that they will pay for an actor to come in, record all of their lines, record everything that they need. And then after that, they would never have to use the actor again because they would be able to use AI. Um, there's, they had basically been saying that uh, their use of AI for that particular actor um, would be legal Because the actor would basically be signing over all rights uh, to be used in AI. Obviously, that was not a happy thing. And uh, yeah, that sounds
1: creepy as fuck.
2: Yeah. So, uh, what this means is that anybody that is tied into this particular union, which is, you know, the largest actors' union out there, um, they're all on strike. Uh, they cannot do movies. They cannot do TV series. Uh, they cannot do voiceover work. Um, they can't even promote current or former work. So nothing on social media, no recording of no projects uh, of new projects, and no press interviews. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of movies that are in production right now that are completely halted. Uh, this includes Deadpool 3. What this does not include, um, which the networks are, you know, trying to grab as many of these new shows now as possible, are reality TV, soap operas, and animated series that dub. Um, what that means is that the dub actors and actresses, uh, okay, so this is coming directly from the SAG-AFTRA Twitter. Um, So rule 1A of membership reads, no member shall render any services or make an agreement to perform services for any employer against whom the union is conducting a strike, nor shall any member otherwise violate any strike order of the union. Um, So currently there is no agreement with AMPTP which means members cannot work or perform services related to the TV theatrical contracts. Any member who disregards the strike order could face discipline per the uh, SAG-AFTRA Constitution and membership rules pre-members and those performers who wish to join our union in the future need to remember one very important rule. Any non-member seeking future membership will not be permitted to join if they performed covered services for a struck company during the strike. Uh, So what you cannot work on is uh, basically anything... Um, that is a codified basic agreement, uh, television agreements, including new media, social new media agreements, low budget theatrical agreements, moderate low budget p- uh, project agreements, ultra low budget project agreements, uh, SAG AFTRA new media arrangement uh, agreement or for high budget original or derivative programming. Uh, no acting, no singing, no dancing, no stunts, and no puppeteering on camera off-camera no voice acting no narrating no singing no adr and no looping this also includes background acting stand-ins auditions including self-tapes rehearsals publicities which is conventions interviews tours promotional uh via uh, social media of any struck work or struck companies it is off limits until a fair deal is made what you can work on are television commercials, radio and digital media commercials, television programs covered by the TV by the network TV code, which is soap operas, variety shows, talk shows, and game shows, sound recordings, music videos, interactive video game agreements, corporate, educational, and non-broadcast uh, programs, station contracts, and broadcast news, television, and new media animation dubbing audiobooks, short project agreements, micro budget project agreements, student film agreements, independent new media agreements, uh, independent podcast agreements, micro monetized podcast agreements, sag like after approved interim agreements, and certain separately negotiated basic cable agreements. Um What you can also work on are non-dramatic programs like variety shows, talk shows, game shows, reality competition shows, special events, and award shows, documentaries other than those produced by the theatrical exhibition, daytime serials, more commonly known as soap operas. Performers engaged to work under the network television code should continue to honor those contracts. Um, So what that means is that one, there are a lot of people out of work. um, And two, this isn't, you know, just for those few people that are making tens of millions of dollars, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds. These are the, the big ones that would be affected by this the most are those that use their voice. For everything else. Um, So, you know, with the creation of AI and companies thinking that they can just go ahead and, you know, abuse their actors or just take stuff that the actors have already done and claim it as their own instead of saying, hey, this particular actor actually owns their fucking voice
1: and face and everything else
2: Um, and then the reason, like a big reason why they're doing it um, this actually came up this week as well Um, a shocking revelation came from the 1993 Power Ranger actors the actor for Zordon David J. Fielding reportedly made less than a thousand dollars for his work on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
1: Oh, I heard about that. They just uh green screened his his head and his face and just
2: played and just, it as a loop. And just looped the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so basically uh they he made less than a thousand dollars. It was non union, so there's no residuals. He got paid $150 for the day that there was filming. And they made billions of dollars on that first year, and he made less than a thousand. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, and, and they're saying that uh, his last VO, uh, voiceover for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was epi- episode thirty-one. Robert Manahan took over after that.
0: I rem- so, I remember in an interview. With um, all right, I for, I forget his name. Uh, he played Adam Park on Power Rangers. That Johnny Yong Bosch. Yeah, thank you, Johnny Yong Bosch. Yeah, he actually in an interview he actually said when he when he went to try out for the show, and Heim Saban saw him in action. He actually walked up to him, put his hands on his shoulder, and said to him, "You're going to make me a lot of money."
2: Yeah. And um, uh, Walter Jones said the same thing We weren't paid a lot at all I could have worked the window at McDonald's And probably made the same money the first season It was disappointing It was frustrating It made a lot of us angry Saban just had absolutely zero conscience About making billions using our faces Because it was his idea and he owned it
0: Mm -hmm. You have to understand During the 90s The rules on this wasn't as as it is now because think about it Saban went to Toei and said here's $10,000 we want Zoo Ranger they get it he brings in the cast spends $100,000 on the cast set equipment does it all I'm just saying he just spent $110,000 out of his pocket Chops it out to syndication. Pulling at about $100,000 a day. And he's made his money. Now, I do understand the bulk of that money goes to pay for the people that work at Saban, All the people that are behind the scenes. The unsung heroes. Those you don't hear about. Guys like me. Now, you still have money left over. You can still pay your actors for what they did. I mean, television shows in the 90s. I mean, the Olsen twins walked away with more money than the entire cast of Power Rangers. And that's kind of sad.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, incredibly sad.
0: All those kids and teens you saw on TGI Friday and all of that, they got paid every single week for all of that. They got residuals for X amount of years, and I think it's, I think because it was a union set, but still, it is messed up, where you're like, okay, we're done, the show goes into syndication for X amount of years, I'm collecting the residual money because it's my idea. I'm sitting at the table, eating my flaming mignon, looking at everybody going, they're going, please, sir, gonna have some more? You want more? Here's a crumb. Get out of my face, kid. You know?
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, also, I used to be a martial artist. I trained for several years. I can use right now. I couldn't do... Right now, I couldn't do half... Any of that what you see on Power Rangers or Super Sentai?
1: Well, lots, lots, uh, that's because of the high levels of choreography and stunt casting it's, they do.
0: It's not even that. I'm just saying. When I i I've taken a
1: couple fight choreography panels no. at a uh, you know conventions and whatnot, uh, and uh, it's you know, pretty intense oh, stuff. I know,
0: I know, but I'm just saying, outside of the choreography. You're a martial artist, Ari. You know, you know the training that you put your body through. It's one thing when you're learning this by yourself, but when you're training and sparring with somebody else, that puts your that puts more on your body, you know, it puts more stress. Uh-huh. The I could at that age, I could do half that stuff. And watching them do all of that, and then you realize one thing. They did it, they Jason did that spin kick so perfectly, and you gotta think about it. How many times did Jason do that spin kick? How many times has he fallen doing that spin you know
1: oh i'm 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 like oh good oh like i I can't do any like jumping stuff anymore'cause i'm I'm absolutely worried about you know completely blowing out my uh, knees or yeah. feet or ankles or anything like that
0: right. so there's that I'm just like besides
1: i'm a I'm a tank everyone knows that
0: punch and move, punch and move, mhm. So, we're going to get into our next topic here. And I will say this is going to be very brief because I didn't realize a lot of what was Mako said was covered in the Strike FAQ. Now, there is one thing. Now, the only reason I put that in there, because evidently cosplayers were up in arms about not being able to cosplay their favorite TV shows and movies At events and so forth Okay The main thing you need To know is this If you are In SAG-AFTRA You cannot cosplay A A trending A popular TV show Or movie that is slated to come out This year Or has come out already If you want to do something from 2022 and all points back That's fair game. If any of the studios come to you to do something like this and you're trying to get into the union, do not accept it because somebody will call you on your shit and that will give you permanent barring from ever joining Uh SAG-AFTRA.
2: Yeah, it's not this whole thing is not for the regular, you know, going to a convention kind Mm -hmm. of person. Right. That wants to cosplay. This is legit for those that claim to be professional cosplayers. Not a who thing. Get paid by the companies to dress up like the characters and promote the the shows. That's who is no longer allowed to cosplay. You the, the actors going to these conventions. I mean, I, I if this is still going on if the strike is still going on when san diego comic-con comes along uh that's this weekend oh it's this weekend yeah yep. it's gonna be a very weird convention let me tell you you can still have the actors they can still go to the convention they can still sign a lot of crap they cannot promote anything mm-hmm. they can talk to you about their dogs they can talk to you about their families they cannot talk to you about the show They can't talk to you about the acting on the show. They can't talk to you about behind the scenes on the show. They legit can sit down and talk to you and have an everyday conversation. And that is it. I don't even know if they can sign pictures of themselves as their characters for money. That, that I don't know. But I'm gonna get
1: Yeah, I'd lean on a no as well. Gonna yeah, just to be on the safe
2: side. I'm as their character promoting the series that that's gonna be a no. Um, yeah. So I mean, and this is your movies. You know, your movie actors. This is your TV actors. Um, I know that the guys from Supernatural they go to conventions. You know, they they've each got a convention. You know, usually every other week during the summer. Um, they can have conversations with the fans. They cannot talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Can't talk about the characters on the show. They can't even talk about the car, which is, you know, a character, mm-hmm. which they own. They can't even talk about that. So it is going to be a very different time at these conventions because they they legit legally cannot talk about anything. So this san diego comic-con there's gonna be nothing coming out for new movies you're not gonna get new trailers you're not gonna get behind the scenes you're not gonna get spoilers you're not gonna get you know anything at this point so have fun
0: yeah sucks to be you and oh yeah power rangers is now from my understanding is a union shop awesome
2: Yeah,
1: um different kind of power protecting them
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, yeah have fun with that Now
0: we're gonna get into something else. This was something that I wanted to talk about last week But we had a lot of stuff to talk about regarding ax so we didn't have room So I want to fit it in here now because it's still something of importance As I've said on my personal Facebook, as I've said on my Facebook fan page, what I have said on my personal Twitter, what I have said on my public threads page and my Mastodon account, I've been watching anime. I'm going to summarize. I've been watching anime for years. There have been times I have watched dubbed anime that I didn't like it. I didn't think the voices fit or anything like that. But as long as I have been watching anime and going to conventions, and befriending voice actors and actresses, not once have I ever said, I didn't like their role in this or that. It is not my place to tell them that. That is my personal issue. Just because I didn't like it, that doesn't necessarily mean that Maka or Ari didn't like it. They may have loved it, and I'm not going to give them grief for that. Just because you have a place to speak your mind about it, that doesn't mean you have to harass the person that worked hard to do that. Okay?
1: You can show some decency exactly. and restraint in talking to people.
0: I will say the closest was Anime Next year. Tiffany Grant was a guest and she was with ADV Films. And they were promoting Angelic Lair. And I said I was kind of hesitant about it. And she said, watch... The- Watch the promo. Give it a shot. Because they that they had a screening of the first episode. I sat down. Watched the first episode. As soon as I could get into that dealer's room. I bought the first volume and I said to her I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. I will she put it.
1: forth a, uh, a compelling argument for you.
0: The compelling argument was give it a shot. Because I already watched like a third of the series subtitled. So, you know. Uh-huh. Now, that connects in regards to another voice actress who, she wasn't bullied off of Twitter, but in, in regards to the character Akane from ko which is something similar to that. The, the character attacked another character on this reality show, and they wanted her dead, and she tried to commit suicide, but... Aqua saved her. Aqua saved her. What was great about that episode, High Dive put in information about, you know, what, no, you're not alone, contact this number, suicide prevention, PSA. I thought it was great that they did that. Now, this voice actress, God bless her, basically shrugged them off. Now, when it comes to you, the voice actors, whenever you hear or see a voice actor promoting this show, I get that from a convention. I ask their permission, and that's it. If I don't get their permission, I, I leave it as is. I do not run it through AI or anything like that. I don't even so I don't even like messaging them like, can you do this for me? Because I feel like I'm stepping out out of bounds, even though I've known them for five, 10, 15 years. It's just, I, it just bothers, you know. I just feel like I'm pulling a favor when I absolutely need not to, even though it's okay. So, to the, the summarize, Erica Lindbeck, who was also the voice of Futaba in Persona 5, somebody took her voice, ran it through AI for a video a PSA on, on, on AI voices not to do and so forth. And she kindly asked people not to do it. And the weebs got sour about it and gave her grief, and she left Twitter. I hope. To anybody else, part of that whole crowd that that rush that got her who made her leave Twitter. By the way, Erica Limbeck's one of the sweetest people in the world, and she's already dealing with trauma as it is. Because I mean, she—I I forget his name—but the voice actor that passed away from um, pancreatic cancer. She was dating. Hang on. Yeah, she was dating him. Okay, and she's dealing with that. And now you're gonna run this person off of social media? Fuck you. Where do you? Get- yeah, Billy Cam. Where do y'all get off doing that, you know? There are some opinions you keep to yourself. I mean, one of my favorite YouTubers, Jay's Two Cents. He doesn't talk to the fans anymore. He just uses his Twitter account to promote the videos, and that's it. Cuz he's one of those he will get into a fight and block. You. No, I no. Jay's Two Cents is an amazing person. I've interacted with him a couple of times. I think he's a great person. I met Eric Olympic at a convention. She is a wonderful person. Where do you, that's just disrespectful. Your mama taught you better than that. And I hope that the next person you bully comes through and knocks you on your ass, whether it's verbally, emotionally, or physically, because that's going to happen. There's a saying fuck around as the human to find out is divine.
1: Done. <laughs>
0: I'm going, y'all, I'll go to the next one. I'm going to mute my microphone and turn the AC on, because I've kind of built something up here.
1: Yeah, you need to uh, cool off, as it were. Yes. You can say, God damn it, Ari.
0: No, you're right. I do need to cool off.
1: Huh. Okay, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, um... James Cameron states he will work on new Aelita Battle Angel films in Forbes' interview. Um, he, he said in an article that that Forbes published on July 8th regarding Cameron putting putting California coastal, his California coastal ranch up for sale. He, he, knows, he wants to work on new Battle Angel films. He'll be working in Austin, so it didn't make sense for him to stay in uh, L.A., I suppose. Uh, 20th Century Fox opened the Aelita Battle Angel film in its early February twenty twenty nine in the UK and several countries in Asia before its U.S. debut in later that month. It also opened in Japan in February 2019 and ranked at number two in the Japanese box office. Disney concluded its acquisition of 21st Century Fox and a 20th, 20th Century film studio shortly thereafter in March 2009. And the film later returned to U.S. theaters in October 2020. And it's earned more than $400 million U.S. worldwide. Uh, let's see. It ran in like the manga ran in Shueisha's business Jump magazine from 1990 to 95, followed by the 95-96 prequel Ash and Victor, and the single-volume Gunm on other stories. Sorry, the G-U-N-N-M is a little little wonky to pronounce. <clears throat> the story continued in 2001 with a partial retelling Battle All Angel Alita: Last Order, which moved to Kadensha's Evening magazine as a result of an issue between. Kishiro and Shueisha's Ultra Jump magazine, uh, Battle Angel Alita: Last Order ended in January 2004, and then Mars Chronicle launched in October 2014 and is ongoing. That's another. This is another one of those movies I got to sit down and watch because I've, I've heard very good things about it. I know some people automatically balk at the idea of a. American studio taking it, like taking hold of an anime and making a live action of it.
0: Yeah, and I totally get that, but I have watched it. It's really good. They paid really well close to the original source material.
1: That's good. Uh, Mako, is this last one yours?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so it looks like uh, the U.N. Human Rights Council is stepping in on a former talent agency. Uh, So the Kyoto News Service reported this past Wednesday that a United Nations Human Rights Council's working group on business and human rights... Will begin an investigation of the allegations of sexual abuse against talent agency Johnny and Associates' late founder Johnny T- uh, Kitagawa. Um, this will start sometime between late July to early August. The working group will interview former Johnny and Associates members regarding the allegations, and will also interview members of the Japanese government and other businesses after which it will submit a report to the UN Human Rights Council that will be used to provide recommendations to Japan in July of next year. Last month, Japan's Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida, announced that he would hold a ministral, ministral meeting to address the topic of child sexual abuse in the wake of the allegations. Meanwhile, in the same month, internal investigations by Johnny and Associates regarding the alleged abuse Spearheaded by former prosecutor Makoto Hayashi announced its priority to address grievances from victims by providing recommendations to prevent further abuse instead of focusing on compensation or finding fault or criminality. Uh, Julie Keiko uh, Fujishima, the current president of Johnny's, released a video in May in which she expressed a deep apology to those who say they are victims of sexual abuse by Johnny Kitagawa, promising management reforms in the future. Yeah, so, um, oops. So this is uh, coming on the back of a March 7th BBC-released hour-long documentary titled Predator, The Secret Scandal of J-Pop which detailed a long history of allegations of sexual abuse made by boys in Kitagawa's agency and why the Japanese media remained largely silent. Uh, April 12th, a Japanese Brazilian singer and songwriter held a press conference and claimed Kitagawa abused him about 15 to 20 times between 2012 and 2016 when he was still a member of the agency and said he knew at least three other people who had been abused. Uh, Kuran Okamoto stated in the conference, I hope everyone will come forward because it is an outrageous number of victims. Uh, Okamoto was part of the back backup group, backup boys group, Johnny's Jr. After the pe- press conference, a group of fans and idols held a press conference on May 11th, stating they had sent a petition to Johnny and Associates calling on the company to apologize and launch an investigation. The group had collected 16,125 names since posting the petition on change.org on April 19th. So Kitagawa passed away uh, eight, and at 87 in July of 2019 duh, uh, due to stroke. Uh, Fujishima then became the current president in September of 2019. Kitagawa founded Johnny & Associates in 1962 after establishing the male idol group's Group Johnny's, Johnny and Associates went on to establish and manage many male idol groups such as SMAP, Arashi, Tokoi, KinKi Kids, V6, Kat-tun, and Hey Say Jump. The members of idol groups under the management of Johnny and Associates are collectively known as Johnny's.
1: Honestly, I didn't know uh, male idol groups were a thing.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: b- yeah, but they don't. If you know, they don't really dress like typical idol groups like you know well think of, it's like you know they have those groups here in the us we have backstreet boys 96 degrees NSYNC. you know same thing
2: yeah that's the type of idol the male idol groups that uh this place produced um kitagawa previously faced allegations of sexual misconduct during his career uh the shuken bushin magazine published 14 week expose in 1999 detailing accusations of child abuse and sexual exploitation however the accusations never resulted in formal criminal charges kitagawa and johnny and associates sued the magazine and the magazine lost the first trial in march of 2002 however the magazine effectively won its tokyo high court appeal in july of 2003 The high court's decision stated the alleged victim's testimony were generally consistent and specific, frank, and detailed. The decision also stated Kitagawa had no concrete counter-argument or rebuttal evidence. So, when... This is the type of thing that has been a long time coming Mm -hmm. in Japan. Because, again... Child pornography was not a thing until recently in Japan. Um, With a lot of other countries going through, you know, different movements on uh, abuse of, you know, workers by their bosses, um, or what could amount to that, even if it was consensual, because you cannot work for somebody and technically have it be consensual um in a relationship that's just how the rules go on that mm-hmm. so japan is finally you know coming into terms with that but the fact that the un itself had to step in for something like this is outstandingly bad hmm um when when you know that the united nations is coming in and going guys stop this is fucked up now you know you've done something wrong
0: uh-huh.
2: and the un doesn't move worth a shit you know yeah i mean you you figure as as difficult as it is for the un um they have to have agreement to do shit like this um which is why you know, a lot of people don't like the U.N. because it's like, well, you're just sitting on your hands anyway. The fact that enough members of the U.N. agreed to look into this, that they, com- they created a committee to look into this, shows one, how much evidence is already out there, and two, shows just how bad this is. I mean, if he started the company in 1999, you have to go all the way back to that time and ask all of these people. Or no, he started the company in 1960. But it, or something like that. 1962. So you have to go back to all of that. And you figure the one person that did all of that is already dead. So you're not going to get justice that way. But this is so that those people that had this happen to them can have some sort of justice monetary from the company instead of the company just going, we're really sorry, we'll do better in the future.
1: Is that the way that works?
2: It's like,
0: you got to think about it this way. Think of the UN as your busy mother. They're busy... Dealing with your older sibling, Ukraine, you know, and all your other cousins are just kind of watching. And then there's younger brother, Japan, dicking around doing stuff. And your mom turns around and goes, what the are you doing? (laughs) You know, all. (laughs) But I will say this. Usually when there's a scandal like this. People will flee the boat. If this was an American company and this happened, the sheer number of people that would leave that agency, the value of the agency would drop. Another agency would come in and buy it pennies on the dollar and rebrand it and put the good people in. I'm saying do not be surprised. And after this whole UN uh, investigation happens. The value of Johnny's and Associates drop. When all of this comes out. The sheer number of people that want to break their contracts. And go to other companies. I can see that happening. Not saying that it will. But I'm saying I can see it. Now. Now. Looking at the time, would you like to rap here or do Meanwhile in Japan and then wrap?
2: Uh, I'm ready to rap, but if okay. you two want to do Meanwhile in Japan, have at it.
1: We can uh, hold off till next week.
0: All right, because I'm okay with, with, with rapping at this time. I did not know, even when I cut down stories, I did not know it was going to go this long. Us talking about the what? Well, at least it was a good show. Not much uh-huh. I can say and I'm very appreciative of that so let me pull up the soundboard because I forgot to queue it up earlier let me go ahead and skip this do one more refresh okay and there we are let's go ahead and do the, the uh theme so if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the love of it. So what we like and don't like, we're telling you right here. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, cosplay, interview, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, editorials, anime reviews, links to our YouTube page of convention video coverage, links to our Facebook fan page for convention cosplay coverage as well. All that and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to follow our podcast wherever you go. We are available on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, while it's still going, and Apple Podcasts. Just search Anime Jam Session, and all the episodes will come up. All we ask, if you could, leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you think of the show. We'd love to hear what you think. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when new episodes are going up. When we have new articles, new reviews, photos, videos, so much more. And for everyone that follows us on our socials, thank you so much. We could not do the show without you. And don't forget to hit up our tip jar. If you're watching live, there's a link down below to our stream elements and our ko fi You can also share us on with bits. You can also subscribe to the channel. If you're listening through the podcast... You can go to our face, our page, and there are links there, and we really appreciate that. So now we're gonna go around the room. Last words, Ari.
1: You know what my reaction was when I learned that uh, Fran Drescher was head of the Screen Actors Guild. What? So the one who's gonna save us from the machines is not Sarah Connor; it's the nanny. <laughs>
0: and they shall call her the anti-vaxxer. chan last words.
2: I have to dog-sit this weekend, and I really don't Oof. want to.
0: My last words. I have to rebuild my Funko Pop collection. I was talking to a co-worker about it, and I went to open the app. My list is deleted, but I do know the value of the pops, but I just want to, I gotta redo them.
2: Oh, does that mean that mine's going to be deleted
0: too? I don't know. I just went and opened it up and checked. I feel more bad for you. <laughs> no. Oh, man. That is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, I am Ranma.
1: I am Ari.
2: And I am mako
0: Great fight, great night. See you next week.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. That's it. We're getting out of here. See you all next week. Jamatane.